Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. I'm Dr. Emily, and on today's show, I'm giving you a little exercise in mindfulness because being present in your body helps you in the bedroom. Plus, I'm answering your questions. Topics include breathe with me, how breathing into your senses may be the key to having better sex. So you're in an open relationship and you still get jealous. How do you deal with it? You have a problem with your partner's porn watching and now intimacy is no longer a priority. Where do you go from here? And how to get your partner to see open communication about sex as a positive experience instead of a threat. All this and more. Thanks for listening. Do you ever meet someone who hasn't tried your favorite food or watch your favorite tea show and then you get them to try it and their mind is blown? That happens to me all the time, but with lube specifically lube during oral sex. It's one of my favorite tips, and I'm always amazed when I find someone who hasn't tried it. Either they don't think it's needed or they're afraid of lube tasting bad. Well, thank goodness they're wrong. I mean, not only does lube make receiving oral sex feel incredible, but now it also tastes amazing. There's a brand new line of flavored lubes from our good friends at Joe. It's called Muse, and it's going to be that mind-blowing thing that will change your sex life forever. Ever. And if you haven't heard, my other favorite tip for giving oral is to be enthusiastic. Well, guess what? When your partner tastes like salted caramel, believe me, that enthusiasm gets real. Muse comes in three great flavors, mint chocolate, creme brulee, and yes, salted caramel. Each one is 100% edible, 100% sugar and paraben free, and 100% game changer. Oh, and they come in bottles with pump tops. It's like my dream come true. You gotta try Muse. We're all obsessed with it over here. To get some for yourself, go to sexwithemily.com slash muse. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash M-U-S-E. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. You're going to love our site. And you're also going to love finding me on SiriusXM Stars. I am there five days a week. And it's on channel 109, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific. And if you want a free 30-day trial of SiriusXM, go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. Or hey, you can still call in even if you don't have Sirius. 888-947-8277. And find me on all social media across the board. It's at Sex with Emily. All right, guys. I hope you enjoy the show. We're going to do a little guided meditation to get you into the moment. Like, So it's Mindful Monday. So why am I doing this? Well, here's the deal. Maybe you're driving in your car, you're listening at home, but let's just be honest, the the start of the week can be a little bit overwhelming. And I realized that 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 mindfulness, I love the music's going now, this is good, we're gonna do, I like it, this is good. So here's the thing about mindfulness. (laughs) Okay, mindfulness has been a buzzword now for a while. And I feel like no matter who you're talking to, you go into the doctor's office like you should really. Have you ever tried meditation? Have you ever tried yoga? Have you ever been mindful? And in fact, 
You even hear me on the show. I'm often saying, breathe deep into your pelvic floor. Breathe more. Relax. Be mindful. You guys are saying, how come I get so distracted, Emily, during sex? How do I stop worrying about my what my boobs look like or what my penis looks like during sex? I can't stay in the moment. How do I be more mindful? So, on this first Mindful Monday, I thought I would walk you through it so you don't have to buy all the books and do all the things and feel guilty that you are actually not in a mindful place. It just means that you're being present. Mindfulness means that you are present in the moment and you're not being distracted by everything else that's going on, by your phone, by the TV, by your driving. And in fact, for me to get into meditation, I had to throw myself into this mindfulness retreat when I was in Thailand like 25 years ago. It was a meditation retreat and it was 10 days of silence. I thought, well, okay, this is going to be really hard and you couldn't read and you couldn't write and you couldn't make eye contact with anyone. It was called Vipassana and you just had to meditate. And my only job was to sit and to breathe and to focus on my breath. And then when I noticed my thoughts, which you will, you just notice them and let them go for 10 days. So I think, okay, this shouldn't be too hard because they're providing you with food and they're providing you with shelter. You just have to meditate. And then what I realized was that it was the fucking hardest thing I'd ever done because your mind, our minds, they're like wild animals in the jungle. Wild animals. And if we don't learn to control our mind, our mind is going to control us. And so that's what all this mindfulness is about and all this, you know, breath work, because breath is also a really important part of, of meditation and of just being present and of having better sex. If you also learn to to breathe with mindfulness it can be a really it can be a game changer but since our thoughts are running wild and remember this our thoughts are not facts our feelings are not even facts so if you go back to the present moment of whatever's happening you realize that most of our distress and our worry comes from thoughts in our head that we assume to be facts and then we interpret them as an impending threat right we're always going between the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. And so many of us are in fight or flight all the time. So one of the best ways to anchor us between fight or flight is to actually learn how to breathe properly. And it's funny because if we don't breathe, we die, right? You got to learn to breathe. So I think most of us are doing okay, but we're never actually taught how to breathe properly. So we're just getting by. Because really what we need to do is we need to learn to breathe deep, deep, deep breaths, like belly breaths. Like I always say, breathe deep into our pelvic floor. So the breath and the mindfulness is really what's going to help us, you know, in life. I have a friend who's always listening to the show and she's like, you're always saying breathe into the pelvic floor, breathe during sex or breathe. And she said, I don't know what that means. And I said, okay, well tonight on Mindful Monday, I'm going to walk you through it. Okay. So let's start with some mindful Mindfulness exercise number one, breathing. So let's say you're just, right now, You're maybe you're driving in your car. Maybe you're listening on the app. Maybe you're listening at a future time. But you're present. So the first thing you want to do is, you want to pay attention to where, what you're feeling right now in your body. So maybe you're feeling your, your butt on the chair and your feet on the ground. That's a really great anchoring place to start. I'm feeling this, okay, I'm feeling this chair. It's kind of bouncy. My feet actually aren't touching the floor right now because I'm too short. So I'm feeling them on the side, you know, and you just kind of start to say like, maybe your hands are on the steering wheel. And you're like, okay, leather steering wheel, my hands are gripped. 
And then you want to run through your senses, okay? So, because this also will anchor in the moment. Think, well, what am I, what am I hearing? Okay, well, maybe you're, you're hearing my voice right now. We know that. And so what are you tasting? Maybe you're tasting some gum you're chewing or something from lunch, something in your mouth, the water you just took a sip of, your coffee. What are you smelling? Maybe you're smelling like the exhaust from the car. And the second you anchor yourself in all five of those senses, there is nowhere else to go but present. You are mindful. You are being mindful of the moment. You're driving, hands on the wheel, looking out the window, listening to my voice. And you have to remember that that really is a practice and it's a muscle in our brain. And we're not often, we're not taught how to do it correctly. It's just because especially today, there's so much distractions and so much worry. So whenever you realize that you're maybe you're in your car and you're distressed, or you're listening to this and you're worried about the day, the second you just learn to say, you know what, I'm just going to focus on my senses and then I'm going to breathe, that all that fades away. And so it helps to do it for five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. I try to do 20 minutes a day. So another part about this is the breathing. So let me get into the breathing part. So now that you're feeling more mindful, just focus on taking some regular breaths right now. Because when I'm saying that we're also, we're living in this fight or flight, a lot of us are shallow breathers. Like we're literally like breathing from like our chest up, like from our heart up, and we're not making that connection. So just take like deep breath, like in through your nose. You can go out through your mouth. You can go in through your nose and out through your nose. That creates more heat. Another one. And once you realize you start to take these deep breaths, I want you to take a few more that you can start to actually count. So when I say breathe deep, Try to breathe in really deep right now and see what you can count to. How many breaths does that take? And then I want you to repeat that on the out breath. So maybe it's going to take you four in and do four breaths out. And you want to count and you say, okay, I did four in, four out. That was kind of a, or maybe it's five or six. And so the goal is, is when you're really breathing, you want to go. So you want to breathe. So you're taking one more sip of air. Like you think you can't take any more. And then you take that extra sip. And that's when you're really breathing. And that's when I talk about breathing into your pelvic floor. This is going to help you with like sexual desire and sexual arousal. That no, you're not actually breathing. You, you know, your breath won't really go there. But if you picture it. It does so much for you. So if you picture this deep breath, maybe it's your fifth or sixth sip of air, and then you do it like a little squeeze of your pelvic floor. This is a bonus, kind of waking it up, kind of capturing that air and then letting go. And then you breathe all the way up and then you breathe down. And when you breathe out, you're also doing a little squeeze of your pelvic floor. So this is also opening up the energy fields that we're often blocked from our pelvic floor energy. Sometimes we just feel like it's not even a part of us and we're disconnected. But when you start to like do that little squeeze, so we can try it again. Breathe in. Deep. Breathe out. Stress. So you can also think like when you're breathing in, you're breathing in calm. You can be breathing out negativity, judgment. You can be breathing out the day. 
because it's Mindful Monday. Let's let's get the week going. You can breathe in your what you want to see happen this week, positive thoughts for the week, breathe in a really good intention, like you want to be more focused this week or more mindful. And you realize that like the more that you the more that you breathe deeply that you kind of slow everything slows down and you feel start to feel more connected. And I know I feel less anxious, I feel more relaxed. And so like the longer you can do this and keep trying to get up there to five breaths, six breaths, seven breaths, till you just can't take it and you're there and then you let it out and you make sure you count the same up and the same down and you'll start to feel that energy flow through your body. Now, here's the thing about it. It's like you can put like a a note on your phone or calendar or on your desk just to remember to stop throughout the day and just do some deep breaths. We can do a few more. You guys getting into it? It's a reset, right? Now here's the other thing. So hard not to talk and breathe with you all. You can do this on your own. You can also do this with a partner. Like maybe you guys are connecting at the end of the day and you could just look at each other and you can take five deep breaths before you even say hello. Or maybe even like look into each other's eyes. And it's powerful. I mean, this is like, this is the kind of work where you're just like, Oh, I got it. I I thought I was breathing, but now I'm really breathing. And now I'm really connecting because you can also sync up with your partner's breath. But even if you're just on your own now, driving or wherever you're at, just if you practice on like six breaths in and six breaths out. And if at one point when you're breathing in or out, you want to just, you want to just do a little tension of your, of your pelvic floor. Like you kind of flex those muscles. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, they're like the, um, I like to call them the pee-stopping muscles where you're like stopping and starting the flow of urine. So that's that muscle, like, and you squeeze it for a second. You just squeeze it and you let it go. And then we're just connecting the breath. One day, how are you guys feeling? I feel so much more relaxed. <laughs> right? Like it's amazing. So do that in the morning. Do it in yeah. the middle of your day at work. This is about mindfulness, you guys. This is what everyone's talking about. And I do too. I feel really, look how quiet I'm talking. It's much calmer. Yeah. Slower. Not quiet. You guys need to hear me, but it slows you down. And it's powerful, you guys, what the breath can do. It can reset. And they're showing now that breath can be so healing for so many aspects of our life, like disease as well, anxiety. We store a lot of emotions and stress in our body. So we just want to breathe in, breathe out. Oh my goodness. That's like, is very tranquil. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, guys? How does that feel? I feel like it's a big part of my life to be, and I'm still like, it's stressed and anxious and worried and my staff will even know, maybe you need to go meditate right now. I mean, I try to do it in the morning and at night before I go home. Kind of set, like it kind of reframes the day and lets go of the day and then kind of resets before the night. And, um, can be really helpful so yeah and it helps with your sex life too what i mean by breathing during sex is just that you're taking really deep breaths and you're breathing it even if it's loud it doesn't matter but when you do that you'll realize that a lot of us hold our breaths also during sex and masturbation and when we actually breathe it allows our sexual energy just hear me out that might seem kind of wooey to you but it's true it flows that energy through your body it circulates it so you can actually have stronger orgasms and you can have more pleasure when you're on your own because it's just moving stale energy through your body that's gonna be my next thing for whoever i find to 
go on a date or hook up with. So I'm just going to be like, hey, do you want to try this thing with me? Yeah. I'm just going to see, like, because I also feel like the first time you hook up with someone, I'm usually actually pretty okay, but I know that, like, people get nervous because do you don't know what to expect with a new set of genitals in your face <laughs> exactly so it's like i think that would be like a good practice and hopefully they could like i think it's it- a really good practice to just kind of anchor like christine you go home and see your husband like let's just yes. breathe for a second because you connect you look into each other's eyes or you hold your hands and it just it really is just anchoring we all do it but again it's like we all we're not trained how to do it correctly and most of us do it wrong and live in this fearful place All right, we're going to take a quick break and we come back, we're going to get into your questions. I'm so excited to introduce all of you to Simple Habit. I mean, not only will it be your new favorite app, but it happens to be home to a brand new audio series that I created. Simple Habit began as a meditation app that featured audio guidance from a huge range of experts, but now it is so much more than just meditation. So when the folks behind the app reached out and invited me to be one of their experts, I was so excited to get involved. So my new series is all about sex. Shock, I know. But whether you're a Sex with Emily super fan or a brand new listener, I promise there's something in it for you. We're launching the series with five lessons and each is focused on a particular topic and each with a suggested assignment to keep your sex life growing and expanding because you know, that's what I'm all about. This month, I'm covering the basics, including everything from communication to exploration, and I'll be adding new lessons each month. By the way, when you're done with my series, there are hundreds of free wellness lessons and thousands of premium ones on there. It's really impressive, and my listeners can now save 30% on a premium membership. So all you have to do is go to sexwithemily.com slash simplehabit, and once you install it, you can quickly find my series by searching SWE. Again, save 30% on a premium membership by going to sexwithemily.com slash S-I-M-P-L-E-H-A-B-I-T today. Then search S-W-E to find me there. Okay, you guys know that my show is all about making sex and everything that goes along with it easier to talk about. And I'm gonna be honest, that includes your period. I mean, it's something that 50% of us experience and we don't talk about it either, even with other women. I mean, we might just say like, I have my period, but like, you know, we don't really like get into how we're feeling about it. We just complain. Yeah. I mean, we never talk to our partners. No. And like my roommate was like trying to do something nice. He was going to like do my laundry for me. And I was like, oh, no, I'm good. Because I'm like, I have like no offense. But like women, we get stains on our underwear sometimes. Honestly. Yeah. The period underwear. Well, Uh, Jame, this is a game changer, you guys. If you haven't heard of Thinks, they're period proof underwear you can use to back up or even replace other methods. Thinks absorbs up to four tampons worth of your flow without leaks stains or odor wait wait what yeah this they, is a thing dude, i know okay so my friend shirley told me about them she was like i got things for me and my daughter i was like what do you mean same thing and they're like yeah you wear them and it like has a special material where it doesn't drip through like you really oh. don't have to worry about it because she was like if i friggin go to work again with like stains in my pants and so it really works like it just sort of i feel we're evaporates. all yeah we're all conscious too i'm like oh my especially even if i have my tampon in i'm like am i oh, yeah, i'm I like always, i'm Am I smelling? I feel like I'm good. I don't know. There's no odor. It's this really super cool material. And they're not big. They're not bulky. You know, like instead of like tossing out your pads or tampons, you just toss the things. You put them in the wash and then you reuse them. They've been a game changer for so many women I know. If you have periods, you have to try Thinks. Check them out for yourself. Go to periodbetter.com. Use code EMILY. Save $10 on your first pair. Just try one pair, you guys, and you are going to love them. That's periodbetter.com. And use code EMILY to save $10 today. Okay, we got in this email from a Nick, 28 in Virginia. 
He says, Dear Emily, my wife and I have been together for seven years and have a great sex life, although my wife hates that we use condoms. She's told me that it feels much better during sex and would eliminate one barrier, i.e. not having one when we need it, that we have in our sex life. My wife has tried several oral contraceptives, although many have resulted in significant side effects. We've even discussed an IUD, but several friends that my wife trusts have also had issues for them. This reason, condoms have been our only contraceptive since we started dating until we started trying to get pregnant. The same month we started trying, we got pregnant. We now have an amazing one-year-old and would love to have more children, but not right now. My concern is that removing condoms will quickly result in us getting pregnant, given how quickly we conceived our first child. Outside of female contraceptive options, what can I do to remove condoms from our sex life without too much stress of getting pregnant? All right. Great question. Now, here's the thing. I understand that, I don't know, being married and having sex with condoms, I get it. Condoms can be super, super annoying and can feel like a barrier, like emotionally and obviously physically. So I have to say, though, that that there are some great condoms out there that we just don't know. So if you that you might not know about, I love skin condoms, S-K-Y-N. They're polyisoprene, non-latex. If you haven't tried them, you could try that. You could try those out or just go to like order a potpourri of condoms, like try a bunch and see what you like. I'm just saying that you don't have to rule out condoms because there is such a stigma around condoms. I also have to tell you, though, the pullout method, let me tell you this, the pullout method can be very effective. It can be like just as effective as, you know, a little less effective than the condom or the pill, but most people don't do it correctly. You have to take some time to like, Take your temperature. When is she ovulating? Um, it's really just a matter of we're not taught all these things, but there, there, there will be like a sort of, if you guys are willing to put in the work, she could pee on a stick. You, you could track your ovulation. There's apps that help you now. So you could really figure out like without a shadow of a doubt, you pretty much, it would be like take a miracle for you to get pregnant on these certain days. You just have to do that work. Mm. So you could do pull out, but the reason why I don't recommend it is because most people do it wrong. Um, and so I think also, you know, I understand why birth control pill. Yeah, I hear you. I'm not a huge fan of birth control right now either. And the problem with if she does go back on the pill, what they're realizing now is it's really hard to regulate afterwards. You can't just stop it and then you're up, but we're going to get pregnant. So I think it's great that you stay off of the pill. That would be your best bet that if you just start looking into female ovulation and so she understands it, you both understand it and you know, when you're safe and when you're not about pulling out and when ejaculating. And they can like buy in bulk so they don't run out of condoms. Yeah. Right. Right. But with pullout, I've been doing it for 11 years, you guys, with my with Nick, my husband, and it's worked great. But same thing, I use the app, the Flow do app. You? Yeah. Okay. I and I know when I'm and know when I'm ovulating, so I just make sure, you know, like, hey, maybe we make sure we don't do that that during that time. And then if we want to try to have kids, we know, oh, we got to do it during this time. Exactly. So it's so true though. If you're making sure like you know when everything's going to happen just like you said, that's exactly what we've been doing forever. Right. Okay. And so there you go. Great. So he could do that if he doesn't want to do the, the condoms mm-hmm. or stock up on them. But I just feel like condoms are, um, you know, you're married. Using condoms every day can just be annoying. But yeah, even for yeah. everyone else listening, find if you don't love condoms and you're not in a committed relationship or even if you are, they're not as bad as you think. I'm just telling you that. And um, if you can prevent going on IUDs, the IUDs with birth control pills, with the mm-hmm. hormones, yeah. I'm down with that. Even the copper one, I heard if you already have bad cramps, that it's like really bad that first day when you have that in you. And that just, I mean, it just sucks that those are the options. I know. I know. And it really does suck. That's why I think that if women had more under, that Flow app is made by that woman, Allie, I think, or 
she wrote a book about it. I can't remember, yeah, but I'll look it up. Flow Living app, I'm just telling you that it's really, it's it's very cool. Like if women start to, I think it was called The Woman Code. She wrote a book about it. And I think that women just don't know enough about our, our menstrual cycles and we don't understand our blood and we don't understand any of it. When back in the day, that's how we like, told time that's how we that's how we measured everything in life was by female cycles and the moon so that's not all like woo woo stuff so i feel like if you uh it is time now i think that women are ready to kind of take their bodies back you know not only sexually but also like understanding your fertility and all those things very very not very often though you hear it's it's the uh the woman in the heterosexual relationship complaining about the condoms right that's so I'm kind of I'm like, you know, because most guys would be like, yeah, sure, let's not do it. But I kind of like proud of him for sticking with he's it like, a I little bit. Stick with like, it, but I think he's saying like he doesn't want to. Well, but, he, he's only done. I'm just saying that a lot of guys would be right. like, yeah, fuck it. We got an Instagram question in. How do others work through jealousy when you're in an open relationship? And this is from a female listener. Okay. How do others work for jeal- through jealousy? That is like their job. Like if you're in an open relationship. Dealing with jealousy is is a main tenet of this relationship. You have to learn really healthy communication with boundaries and you talk before you guys do something, you meet up with someone else and afterwards and you practice vulnerability and just like a rigorous honesty that I actually haven't seen in other relationships. I haven't seen people in even monogamous relationships practice this kind of honesty. So, je- But jealousy is like a natural human emotion. Like we are all going to get, you're going to get jealous at different points in your life. But what I found is when you really talk about things and then you realize and you name it, you're like, babe, that made me feel jealous. And then you have a partner that trusts you and you're able to say, I am jealous right now. It sort of can diffuse it in a, in a way The people I know are like, yeah, they get jealous from time to time, but they don't have the kind of raging jealousy that a lot of people have in monogamous relationships because they learn that you can kind of transcend it, the power that jealousy has over you. Though I don't think it ever goes away. I just think couples that are really healthy and talk about everything have a, have a better better skills at dealing with it. Can you like, when you, when you do feel that jealousy, like in you're in the relationship, like, do you just call it out to your partner and be like, Hey, that actually made me feel this way. Yeah. You have a good time to talk about you're like, you know, I'm really like what I've seen couples model that have been on the show and who have friends of mine. They're like, you know, that really, that didn't make me feel good last night when, when you didn't come home, when you said you would, or I actually realize that I'm jealous when you tell me all about your sex last night with this woman, I thought I'd want to hear, but it's making me feel really insecure. And then you'd have to let your partner know what you need. Do you want an apology? Do you want him to hold you? Do you want him to tell you that you're beautiful? Do you, like, I think that we have to teach our partners also how to nurture us once we reveal that we are, that something made us jealous. And then hopefully your loving partner is going to kind of avoid those situations in the future. So I think that the, a lot of the jealousy happens when people are early on in polyamorous relationships and still continues. But early on, you're just like, keep just kind of, whoa, didn't want to know that. Or that's too much information. Or so you just kind of, uh, but you pay attention to it and you, and you, and you really have to nurture open relationships you know, just as much as you other ones, even more so the communication is just rigorous and honest. I feel like I'd be fine until I didn't have a date when my partner had one. Well, right. Then that- I would be like, oh, crap. Like, that's all I'm going to be thinking about because I didn't have anything to be like blocking my mind. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we remember we had a caller early on who called when we started the show. They were like, I, my, my partner and I opened up our relationship. This is the first night. She's going on her date and my date canceled. I'm just sitting home. I think he was in Canada. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm just sitting home tonight and I'm so bummed. And I'm like, what could you do? Or like, let me entertain you. Listen to the show. Like, I mean, that is tough, especially it's the first time 
she's going to come home with a great story. But, you know, I mean, the couples I've seen, go, there's bump, it's bumpy. It is bumpy. It's not like so easy. Like, oh, we're having sex with other people and we're amazing. No, but you get to work on some deep rooted issues and you realize if you do have a deep trust in your partner, like you really trust them in a lot of ways that your jealousy is separate from them. Like it's kind of like it just made you, it brings, you know, brings up insecurities you might have. I think it's just a really, people do a lot of great work. Like I always say we do our best work in committed relationships. People in polyamorous relationships take it to another level if they do it right. Like, is there a way to like, can you like put a hold, like close up for a second if you're like dealing with stuff and then re-back open? Oh yeah, people do it all the time. They're like, oh, we haven't we haven't played in a few months or we had a kid so we stopped swinging or we stopped playing for the last month. All the time. And I think you have to decide. And that can be a problem too sometimes because one person in the relationship might want to like, you know, keep going and the other one doesn't. But again, if you are in a loving relationship with your primary partner, you just figure it out together. Like every other kind of compromise you make in a relationship. I think that people are really a lot more... Um, curious about it though i feel like people are like i think we're seeing more and more alternative relationships i've seen it in the last week people are more open it's not as shocking it's just more and it works it's not some for crazy or crazy you know neighbors or the swingers or people just want to have sex with other people it's people who realize that they can be in love with one person in love and love and like it's their partner but sometimes they just want to go out and try something else they want to go have a little bit something something on the side and the partner knows about it do you think you could do like an open relationship yeah i have before Really? Yeah. Yes. How do I? How do we not know this? <laughs> I think you do. I think you do. In San Francisco, it was like I was dating a guy for like a year, and we both um, decided that we had about a we, we loved seeing each other like once a week, and we would definitely we so we had so much fun on Saturday nights. We'd go out or Friday night, and then when we each had something like he had a restaurant opening or I had an opening or something, we would do like special things together. But we were dating other people and we would share that and talk about it. And, and then it ended because I actually met someone I really wanted to be in a relationship with, which was hard for him. So wow. I did it. I tried it. It all, it all worked out. Yeah, there you go, Jane. And you thought you knew everything. Christine, 34, in Colorado, wants to know how to know if her spouse is watching too much porn. Hey, Christine. Thanks for calling. How much porn is he watching? Hi. Hi. I'm not like 100% sure, but the past. Um, I would say probably a couple weeks I've been seeing it on his phone and it's almost every day. Okay. Um, we haven't been intimate as much as we'd like to because we both travel a lot for work. Right. So I feel like maybe that's part of it, but we, I've seen it on his phone before, before we got married and I never had a problem with it. But now I guess I'm just questioning um, it's just making me feel a little insecure right. no, I <laughs> and understand. wondering. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I get it. So just so you know, like porn, it's totally regular for, you know, normal for men to watch porn every day. A lot of them do every day. Mm-hmm. So that is a normal thing. Okay. So I, I mean, I think if, you know, this is when porn's a problem. It's like, he can no longer get turned on with you. He can't leave the house. He's missing his job because he can't show up for work because he's on, you know, watching porn 10 times a day. Like that's when you really, when, when there's consequences. But I'm wondering, so, so I don't think, but, but tell me about you guys not having as much sex as you'd like because that's common in relationships. But I, have you guys tried to kind of talk about it and say, well, what can we do about this? Let's, so let's try to have more sex because I think that's more of the issue than the porn. I think so, too. Okay. Um, no, we haven't, like, exactly said it. I think we've just both in, or out verbally said it. I think we both kind of read each other's mind, like, we need to make it more of a priority in our marriage. Right. Okay. Um, 
That's great. When we are together, even, you know, so since we aren't traveling, but when we aren't traveling, but the travel is pretty heavy. So, and it comes in spurts. So when it's travel, it's a lot of travel. And then when it's not, it's not. Right. Okay. Well, I think that maybe like, so that's good. You guys had the preliminary conversation. So the next time you guys are together and you're having dinner and it's great, you haven't seen each other in a while, you should just say to me, I know we talked about prioritizing our sex life, but I really feel like let's, let's do it. Let's figure out some ways we can actually, you know, figure out how to connect again intimately. And so I think that, you know, um, a great thing to do would be to like literally prioritize it, put it on the calendar. Like scheduling sex is one of the most effective tools that couples don't do because they think it's going to take away all the mystery. And it's like, you're not having sex anyway. It actually makes it a lot hotter because you're guaranteed it's happening. You can kind of, maybe you start talking fantasies with him or you start, you know, adding some new things to the mix, some toys, some lube, some role playing and kind of keeping it alive. Because every relationship has to prioritize their sex life and keep it interesting. We just don't often think to do it. So, and I would also say some tips for you too, when you're away from each other, um, it's actually, if you're, you know, it's a really good time right now to be long distance or away from your partner because there's so much great technology that could keep you connected. So I don't know if you guys ever use toys together, but there's a company called WeVibe and they make these amazing toys and a lot of them work with their WeConnect app. So you could like have a toy and he could, you guys could FaceTime together or use the app. It's like a FaceTime, you know, it uses that same kind of technology and he could you could watch each other he could control the vibe for you or you guys could just make a date on Skype and have some intimacy when you're away from each other maybe have some conversations about sex or just it's important to keep it going even when you're apart so if you're saying that because maybe also a lot of couples who don't keep that intimacy alive and then I don't even mean like you have to have Skype sex you could just have really you know maybe you have a date where you're both having a glass of wine and you're talking on the you know using Skype but to figure out what you need so when you do see each other again and you are you still feel connected okay all right does that and, ha- and you said that one was called we vibe yeah it's called the we vibe we can put it in the show notes um if you go to sexwithelmi.com like everything we talk about is in the show notes but it's we vibe and just check out their toys if you guys haven't used them there's just a lot of them that are are really fun and he can kind of control it and see it's a very interesting you know cool product that yeah check them out and it okay. would just be something fun to look forward to and to play with so that's what I think. Let me know how that goes. And I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't bring up the porn, but first bring up the prioritizing the sex. Okay. Thanks, Christine. Okay, yeah. You're going to, pre- you know, you'll appreciate it. Once you start talking about sex, you guys, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this and you have not had that conversation with your partner ever, like you've actually never said, not just we should prioritize sex. Oh yeah, babe, you're totally right. What's for dinner? But you actually sat down and were like, let's make a sex plan. We should have a sex plan. What are our goals for our sex life in the next few months? What should we try? Like, like think of it not like it's a chore, you guys. Remember, we're talking sex. Remember when it was fun and awesome at the beginning of your relationship? It's that. And then you're like, well, what could we do? And you could like plot it out. Maybe we want to try a toy or maybe we want to, you know, watch some porn together or role play. Like think about where you want to be sexually. And if you don't know, Listen to the show together. They give you a lot of ideas. You can call me, 888-947-8277. Well, we have Kyle, 21 in Texas, who wants to know how he can better communicate with his girlfriend because she feels uncomfortable opening up. Okay. Hey, Kyle. Thanks for calling. Hey, Emily. What's up? Hey, Kyle. I'm good. All right. So your girlfriend doesn't Um, want to talk about sex, huh? Um, Yeah. It makes her pretty much like so uncomfortable and i've tried but it's like it's almost to a point i mean i love her to death it's like she's stubborn and like won't 
she'll just back like back off completely like shut down almost you know yeah no i get it and she's 21 is she, she your age as well kyle yeah, she's like uh, about a year younger than okay. me. Okay. I mean, just so you know, Kyle, that's pretty typical that most women and most most people your age have never talked about sex. Could be her upbringing, her parents said, oh, don't ever talk about it or don't have sex till marriage. Or We don't know what her messaging was, but she just might not be ready yet to talk about it. You can't force people into it. And it could also be the way you're talking about it. You know, what, what do you tr- give me an example of what you're trying to talk to her about? How does that conversation go down? I mean, I'll just be like, so, like, what would you like me to do or like, and or something like that? And she'll just say, like, a one- or two-word answer. Mm-hmm. I'll try to keep it going, maybe. And you're probably right. Like, I probably am forcing it a little bit too much, which I haven't really recognized. Right. Um, but, yeah, she'll just be very, very short and, like, that's right. about it. Okay, well, Kyle, let me let you in on a secret here, okay? I used to be your girlfriend, and the reason why she doesn't answer it when you, when you ask her what she wants because she doesn't know. So it takes a lot of learning for for women and for men, but a lot of women, she, maybe she's never, she really doesn't know because maybe she hasn't had that many partners. And even if she has, you know, women, we, we have to masturbate. We have to understand our bodies, our orgasm. We have to actually have enough years on the planet to have sexual experience to actually know what we want. So if you guys have been together for a while, she's 20 years old, she probably doesn't know. And I used to have guys ask me all the time and they'd say, how does this, and it wasn't until I was, Jesus, I don't know, my mid-20s or even late 20s where I actually really knew what I wanted, what felt good to me, and I had to, like, do that work. So it probably kind of scares her because she feels inadequate that she doesn't have an answer for you. So if you really love your girlfriend, Kyle, something to kind of say to her is, like, I'd love to know what pleases you. Would you be open? You could ask her, has she ever masturbated? I think it's really hot. Maybe we could do it together. Have you ever talked to her about that, Kyle? Not really, honestly. Like, like at a point where... I'm almost like scared to ask her that because I know she'll probably more than likely shut it down. And you're probably right. Like she probably doesn't know what she wants yet because she's so, we're so young. Yeah, you guys are so young, Kyle. I'm telling you, most people your age do not know. And so that's why I think it's so great in your 20s, you know, you know, you have girlfriends, have boyfriends, but I don't think it's time to find your lover for the rest of your life. Find your person. I think it's time to like kind of figure out your body, explore be honest with just experience new partners. And, and if you want to stay with her, I think you could just tell her, right, have her listen to my this show, my podcast. This is what we talk about all the time. She just might need a little bit more education around it. Okay, Kyle? And she might also not be where you're at. So give her that option to figure it out. Okay? She'll get there, but maybe not on your watch. I, I completely agree. Okay. Yes. I, yes. I. Yeah. Thank you so <laughs> you're much. You're so welcome, Kyle. Thanks for calling. I totally get it. I wish I had me at 21. Like, I, you know, it's like... I get it. I didn't know. Yeah, I had you at 22. So you did, dude. <laughs> yeah, you had me at 22, right? No, but I get it. He's like, oh, I, I can, I, I totally see the whole thing. That could be frustrating for him. But now, you know, you get it, you guys. People don't know. Your partners don't know. And they might be in their 30s and not know. Might be in their 40s and not know. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the show, for giving me five stars wherever you listen to the show and subscribing and sharing it with a friend because, hey, we all need some more sex talk don't we sex information thank you everyone for listening thanks to my amazing team ken kristen elisa michelle producer jamie and michael was it good for you email me feedback at sexwithemily.com remember date night that thing you used to do all the time that now requires coordinating calendars and babysitters and last minute grooming i get it but listen i'm hereby announcing that date night is mandatory 
Well, good news. I've got just thing to help you stay on track. My latest Sex with Emily subscription box. I've packed it with a collection of sexy supplies designed to make date nights special. It all starts with a kiss. My very own SWE Kiss Kit, a convenient little combo pack with mints and lip balm. Next, you get not one, but two vibrating toys, a couple's ring from Screaming Out, and an amazing little G-Spot vibe from Jeju. I love this one. Next, I picked out a whole selection of lubes and lotions from XN's Pure and Please. I even included condoms and Freshies Intimate Wipes from Woo. Oh, and you'll also get my top tips for a date night done right. If you haven't seen my subscription box, I hope you'll check it out. Every quarter, I hand select amazing products for you to try. Subscribe once and I'll send you a new box every three months. And if you don't like it, cancel anytime. No worries. Oh, and you'll also save a bunch of cash compared to ordering everything separately. It's a no-brainer. To check out my date night subscription box, just go to sexwithemily.com box. That's my site, sexwithemily.com B-O-X today.